Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of that galaxy and the center of our own, this is Force Center presents Other Center. I'm Ken Napsa. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Landa. 
and we are here to have a deep dive discussion on life. That's right. All the Easter eggs, all the breakdowns, all the reactions are here about life. <laughs> we got a great one today uh, that I think is, is close to our hearts. It's definitely uh, close to Joseph's uh, heart as of late. You've heard him mention some things about it. And uh, I think it's going to be close to all of your lives. It's comfort and adventure. But as always, before we get to that, we want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have a other center recommends a book, an audiobook we think uh, you might want to try out on us and help the show in the process. That's the Audible. We got some cool asks and, and a reminder, Joseph, here today. Yes, yes. Uh, we will, uh, we're continuing uh, to ask about uh, Patreon. <laughs> Hello. Hey. What's the deal with Patreon? No, uh, thank you all for your support on Patreon. The thing that we want to be sure to plug is uh, we did unlock a goal a couple weeks back, and the sort of goal was to do a live life ranked for patrons so we can chat with you in the chat uh, while we are discussing. Uh, the thing that we are ranking that will be uh, patrons will be able to watch live and then we'll make it available later on to the entire world. Mm. And I think this is going to light the discord on fire. Mm. Mm-hmm. The topic is the top five desserts. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer got so excited. She made her list like three weeks early. We're, yes, uh, I did. <laughs> did some taste tests. Mm. Really had to do some research. Uh, at one point, this the, uh, I'll talk about some of my life adventures in Vegas, but at one point I was just wandering around Vegas going, what are my top desserts? So I'm yeah. extremely excited to talk about this. Uh, Ken is as well. That's going to be this Friday, September 8th at 2 p.m. Pacific. We'll get the link ready soon, uh, but mark it on your calendar, Friday, September 8th at 2 p.m. And in general, uh, if you want to help us out uh, while, while we talk Other Center, if you want to support us when we can get back to uh, also talking about that galaxy far, far away, Patreon is the best way, the most stable way uh, for that to happen. So if you're at all interested, want to be a part of the Discord and continue to have great chats uh, with all sorts of uh, friendly, wonderful people, check out patreon.com slash center. Yeah, check it out indeed. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the folks in the Discord. Can't wait for this. Uh, I'm already torn on on desserts and like <laughs> what I want to say. What what do I want to say about desserts? And what's what <laughs> truth? <laughs> what do I want to represent? Is it specific? Is it general? Oh, there's a lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts. Oh yeah. Oh, we didn't even get into that. Is it not enough to say donuts? Do you have to say which specific one at which specific donut shop? See, Ooh, yeah, you're, there you're, you go. You're, you're Right where I am, including the items. So, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be good. Got to be good. Uh, it's going to be fun Friday Live for all of you. Uh, we have some life adventures to catch up on. Uh, Joseph's going to close the life, life adventures because <laughs> I, I don't uh, blame you. It might become a full on uh, podcast in its own. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to contain myself yeah. with an emphasis on try. Love it, love it. Well, uh, uh, Jen, I'll go because mine was pretty simple. I didn't do anything. Mm. But I, <laughs> I didn't fail to do things. I, uh, uh, my fiance Grace was uh, out of town. Uh, her sister had an event to go to, so I was, uh, you know, bachelor man around the house. And sometimes that's a little like woohoo, stereotypical. Yeah, let me go out with the boys type of thing. I don't live that life a lot, but you know, uh, sometimes I, I went the other way. I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta fix that little nick in the paint. I gotta uh, clean the driveway. I got, and I just stayed home for three days mm. and got things done. So that was the lesson. 
sometimes just staying in, concentrating, moving down your list of things you need to do. And, and, and the f- clear feeling in your soul you get after you're like, ah, you know, we all make those jokes. We see those jokes and they're accurate jokes on social media. You know, I put that off and I did it and it's done. I, it, I, it felt so good. It felt so good. And I was able to play Fortnite with a clear mind. <laughs> that really is, I think, the ultimate goal of many of us is to just uh, play video games or, or watch movies guilt free because we got a bunch of stuff done earlier that day. <laughs> yeah, and I I, I watched a, uh, a picture. I was almost going to go and talk about it, but it's a picture I've been, I've been wanting to watch and, and had never watched it and, and, and sat down and and uh, I uh, got <laughs> I was challenged, I'll say, uh, um, um, in a good, friendly way. Our buddy uh, Ken Plume always has some challenges for us in life. Uh, he, he mentioned a fast food burger that I didn't know existed, a, a nacho cheese burger from <laughs> Wendy's. Whoa. And, oh, uh, from, Wendy's. from okay. Wendy's. And I was like, you know what? Tonight's tonight. I'm going to go try that. And I got my car and drove over to a very crowded uh, Empire Center in Burbank, uh, which uh, was next to a Krispy Kreme. Apparently there was some promotion on a Krispy. I mean, the lines were around the block for Krispy Kreme. And I was like, (laughs) I'm trying to get the Wendy's. And uh, and this is, I'll say this one for I I go in and it's a touchscreen order, right? You go order, then you pick up at the counter. As I'm looking at the nacho burger combo i hear a mother talking to her young children like seven eight or nine and i hear her go they just put some disgusting cheese on a burger and call it a nacho burger <laughs> and i went yep that's the one i want <laughs> and just press the screen yes and, uh, that thing that sometimes people mean something isn't an insult and you're like yes yeah. i know that's why i'm here that's why <laughs> so that was my weekend lessons learned all around you're already wow. doing our comfort and adventure uh, topic. Uh, yeah. You you had some comfort of getting some things done, and then you yeah. had some adventure of... Uh, so I, I got to know, did the Wendy's burger, um, did it uh, surprise you in any way? I texted, uh, I, I posted a picture of it on my Instagram stories. I, uh, I took a picture of the menu, and uh, a lot of people wrote me. A lot of people wrote me. It inspired some things. And my buddy Joshua Cougar wrote me, and he just went, dude, dude, how is that? And I went, dude, dude. It was the worst burger I've ever had, which made it the best burger I've ever had. Oh. It was a, a combo of tastes that I needed, but also might never have again. Mm, I Beautiful. See, I see. Beautiful. <laughs> wow. So that was my uh, burger and life adventures, Jen. Uh, how were you, how adventurous were you with, with your menu? I wish that I had cleaned. Instead, I've been deep diving into the past, all things retro from uh, Esprit, which opened up a store at the Grove, which is a clothing company from the 80s that I used to wear, um, to Monchichi. Uh, which I just I found. Uh, I went to um, downtown LA, and there was a whole wall of Munchichi toys, mm. um, which were very popular in the eighties. And I had to get one. It was a mama yeah. and a baby. Yeah, so freaking cute. Uh, I <laughs> my kids were like, "Mom, I want this." I said, "No, I'm getting my my toy this time." It was <laughs> it was really something. I mean, because you know, it was more of a collector's store, so everything was a little bit more higher priced (laughs) than I'm willing to spend on them. Uh, But it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun diving into the past and uh, reclaiming my past treasures, if you will. Yeah. And putting them into sort of context, because when you're a kid and you just, there's just a commercial and you just want a thing, you don't really know like the whole history of it. And and I'm sure now you're in a, a position to understand like, 
where this fits in the sort of the history of toys and how they manipulated you to want it. <laughs> yeah, there were so many weird things in the 80s. I mean, I was like actually you know researching and seeing, well, what other toys that were out there? Weird ones that I had. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to to dive in more because I'm, I'm making uh, videos about it. So, oh, so nice. I, I think yeah. I have a a theme song buried deep in my mind that you unlocked the uh, mon chi chi mon chi chi yeah that's it yes. that's it mon chi chi mon chi chi i don't i don't even remember what they are like if i heard that i'd be like oh yeah and then i'd be like i don't know what that means i can't picture the doll what are they like they're a little tiny monkey um <laughs> with an adorable little face uh, they were twins initially and now the line has since expanded there's even like a grandma and a grandpa monchichi which they have gray fur <laughs> it's so cute it's so cute my daughter my daughter was like oh, why do you want that mom i'm like i i don't i don't know <laughs> i have to have it it's such I, a strange feeling don't make us explain our burgers and monkeys we just <laughs> want them sometimes exactly want a nacho cheese i remember you could you could stick stick the thumb in the mouth. That's all I yeah. really remember. Yes. I'm looking up pictures right now. High ah. tech for the '80s. Thumb yeah. actually fits in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. it's just funny because it is it is a, a monkey design, but really it's a human child's face. So yes, right, kind of like Cabbage Patch face. Yeah, it's slightly mm. an abomination, but yeah. it's it's amazing. <laughs> I remember them well. Yes. <laughs> That's oh, that was my weekend. That's a full one. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. Jen, you and I had slower weekends, did a little less so that Joseph could, we walked so Joseph could run. That's right. We could, uh, maybe some running, maybe some some stumbling. Well, I like that all of our life adventures are connected in that we embraced weird things uh, mm. that, you know, it, the, the thing in life is not always, in my opinion, to find the thing that is perfect or best, but to find the thing that is interesting full of personality maybe a little bit of danger um so i i had a great weekend uh going to vegas we talked uh before we started recording that maybe we'll do a vegas episode so i'll try to keep this a little shorter uh but you're you're both making me laugh with the burger and the monkey judgment mm -hmm. <laughs> uh so i i i've been to vegas in bits and pieces but i've never been to vegas uh with my wife sarah and i've never been there to be like we're gonna see a show and we're gonna maybe play a couple of slots and we're going to do vegas uh -huh. um and the other times i've been there I've, i was doing a, a convention so i stayed in a convention hotel that was it's just a hotel it was not the vegas experience so uh, we went to vegas to see this lady gaga concert that i'll share a little bit about um so then it was just like well we're going there for like two nights we can stay anywhere on this strip that we want to, you know? And, um, my grandma used to go to Vegas all the time. I remember drinking out of like an MGM glass, you know, when I was a, a kid at her, at her house. Um, and now that I understand a little bit more of the timing of when it opened, uh, when I was older, she became obsessed with the Luxor, which I understand now it was brand new then. Mm. And she felt very fancy. She was probably there in the first month. Um, wow. Just would not stop him about stop talking about. It. I stayed in a pyramid and I rode an inclinator. <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind, it was like the Luxor. Wow. Um, anyway, uh, so I wanted to stay at the the Luxor, and it, it, we love caveat and things here on on other center and four center. Like I love ancient Egypt, the actual history and the aesthetic of it. I understand. I stayed in a large building that is basically 
kind of upsetting <laughs> cultural appropriation. It's not. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love a lot of pop. I love the actual incredibly intriguing history of of ancient Egypt, but I recognize that the entire world kind of not in the entire world. A lot of things and a lot of pop culture things that I like yeah. treat it like. You know, it's Mars or ancient Egypt. Like, well, what, what? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. ancient Egypt's not just a pop culture setting. It's yeah. real. Anyway, so that caveat there uh, is amazing to stay mm. in in a pyramid. And I wanted one of the walls, uh, one of the rooms in the pyramid with the inclined walls. Uh, and, it was in a, and I wanted to stay there because the place is weird, tacky has a bad reputation. Yeah. 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 And I don't particularly believe in haunting, but if, uh, if I did, I would believe that Luxor was haunted. So I posted a fun picture and a bunch of people let me know why I shouldn't be staying at the Luxor uh, because <laughs> oh. it's weird, hacky and probably haunted. And oh. I'm here to say everyone, thank you. I know that's why I bleep and stayed there. Cause I wanted to stay somewhere <laughs> weird, tacky and probably haunted. Uh, right. Just like you wanted the burger yeah. with the crap cheese on it. Yes. And right. Jennifer, you wanted the ancient monkey figure <laughs> from your childhood because right. it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I had is. a great time. The ridiculous, overpriced buffet in the mm-hmm. in the basement that they have made to look like um, the excavation of the basement of, yeah. of a tunnel of a of a pyramid. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> is that the thing? <laughs> it is. They. It's so funny because they they have. Reading the history of it, they have massively backed off on the the aesthetic. And it is funny because you go in and they're like these massive, massive statues that you must, you know, pass yeah. under, uh, you know, the, these guardians of of the uh, of the undead uh, or of the, the, the past souls to get into the casino. But at the same time, like there's a giant screen right next to this huge, you know, statue of a pharaoh and the giant screen next to him is like, and come see Carrot Top. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, yeah, so we had a, a great time there. Um, talk more about it other places, but I, I I have such a love of the the um of Sinatra and Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. and that that era and what it means and how it fits into our history and how it fits into my relationship with uh entertainment. So it was really fun to kind of search around Vegas for the the tiny vestiges um of that Vegas. Uh, but the reason we were there was for the uh Lady Gaga concert. This was her jazz and piano. She's doing like twelve nights. Um, and it was just, it was my favorite concert, uh, mm. that I've ever seen. Nice. Um, and, and to me it is about like, you know, you can talk about art of like, and analyze what do you think is better or worse? And then there's just the personal. And for me, this was amazing. I think anybody who likes music, anybody who likes Lady Gaga would absolutely love it. But part of what Gaga was doing was this beautiful marriage of the old and the new. It was celebrating that Rat Pack mm. era and celebrating uh, Tony Bennett and celebrating the spirit of of old Vegas while also making things entirely new and her own. Mm. Um, so it, I, it wasn't like I, I don't I don't particularly want to see like a tribute show where, you know, yeah. <laughs> <some> <laughs> random 40 year olds pretend to be, and, you know, Sinatra and you, Martin, you go, Sammy you go down to the uh, the stratosphere and you can get that. They got the, 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 the yeah, that that sort of like. Yeah, I, I don't want that uncanny valley kind of half, you know, I don't personally want that. And this was so alive. She was so amazing. She did a ton of the traditions of old Vegas shows 
and utterly updated them and made them personal in mm-hmm. about her. The music was just phenomenal and it was all constructed to just be like there's there's a big band on stage and there's there were no dancers or anything it was just like let's really highlight the musicians you know really be able to see them play anyway mm-hmm. uh, I, I could go uh, on and on but um my favorite thing she did was uh, a version of uh fly me to the moon uh and just an ex- is an example of sort of marrying the new and the old uh she talked about really loving Tony Bennett's version of it. So she did a kind of a, a little bit slower, more heart, heartfelt uh, uh, first part of it that really drove home what the lyrics are about. Uh, she did this show stopping thing of for a couple of lines, dropping the mic and, you know, it was quieter, but you could still see, hear her with no mic, which made it even more organic. Wow. And then she finished so that, that was all like sort of like this, this new and making it her own and making it personal. And then they kicked into like the classic version of it uh, arranged by, uh, by Quincy Jones played by Count Basie Sinatra's standard fly me to the moon, like hmm. to, to the drum beat accurate. And wow. then just like blew the roof off the place. Just this perfect marriage of the old and the new and hmm. glamour and debauchery precision in play. It's just like everything uh, that, that I love about that music and that time and the spirit of, of Vegas was there. So good. Mm. Wow. Mm. Uh, man. Yeah. I've been wanting to see that show for a while and now you're making me want to make it happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I will. Uh, yes. I will. I will bug you more off air about, yeah. about going to see it. That's that so cool. Beautiful. So much experience. You experienced a lot of Vegas. One of my favorite spots in the world. So can't wait to yeah. talk about more detail. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And experience it all in a short amount of time, which uh, generally seems like a good way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I've done I've done the five day Vegas for Ooh. not like not for work for vacation. And yeah, about the third day, you're like, uh, I have I have sinned. Forgive me. Father. <laughs> I, need I need to go home. I even one time switched casinos like pre-planned. Oh, I'm going to do three days here, two days over there. I, uh, don't ever do that. Don't ever know. Um, right. Well, that's great. A lot of comfort, a lot of adventure, which, mm-hmm. uh, Joseph, is what we're talking about today. Yes, absolutely. So uh, this is something that I I uh, think about a lot, uh, a, a topic that I think I'm obsessed with and I think is a topic. It's kind of a, a framework to looking at the choices that you make in your life and, and finding what balance you want. And it's this balance between what I think of as comfort and adventure. There are a lot of other words for it, but here's an overview of uh, what the hell I mean by that. And uh, we can see if we, by the end of this podcast, if we even still agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to me, the the idea is that neither comfort or adventure are, are intrinsically bad or good. I think we need a balance of them. And to me, when I think of comfort, it can be anything from things that we all absolutely do need, like a home that makes you feel warm and safe, uh, trusted loved ones that are always there for you, um, a book or a movie or an album that, that you listen to on repeat. And it feels like a tether, you know, reconnecting you to, to roots, soul, making you feel like, yep, this is who I am. Uh, but I also think comfort can become stagnation where something that used to feel like, Oh, warm and cozy now just feels like, this is actually a blanket for it I've made in that I hide in and I'm not even enjoying it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side of it, I think adventure, I don't know. I, I feel like everything, you know, from, you know, shoe commercials to just random t-shirts, are always like adventure, push yourself, you know, um, 
And I think adventure can just be anything that's new and makes you feel alive. It can be a burger at Wendy's. Um, <laughs> I think it, it can be something huge. Like I went skydiving. Uh, maybe it's just sharing your art publicly is a huge adventure for a lot of us. Um, leaving the house with no plans, uh, visiting a new city. Uh, the actual thing that inspired us to talk about this was Ken and I talking about trying a different dish at your favorite restaurant. That can yeah. be adventure. Hmm. Um, and there's a, there's a, uh, I'm not a huge, uh, uh, Dune, Dune head. I don't even know what uh, Dune fans call themselves. I don't know if they've got a, a nickname that I don't know about. A Dune? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my main exposure to Dune is listening to other people talk about it and watching the David Lynch film version. Uh, but this is a quote that is used uh, in in many of the adaptations uh, from the actual book. And I it was one of those quotes that I wrote down because like, ooh, that will help me think about this comfort versus adventure thing. So here is uh, this quote uh, from the book, uh, but spoken by the character Dukatrates. A person needs new experiences. It jars something deep inside, allowing them to grow. Without change, something sleeps inside us and seldom awakens. The sleeper must awaken. Uh, part of the reason that hit me is I think growing up, I heard the phrase, the sleeper must awaken. And I assumed mm. it was sort of like this big fantasy idea of like, yes, that's how you get superpowers or, <laughs> or is the sleeper some giant God? And like, no, we're all the sleepers. So the idea that, you know, this amazing quote applies to trying a different burger at Wendy's <laughs> really hit me of the sleeper must awaken. So that's uh, sort of the overview of the way I've been thinking about this. I'm so excited to hear what both of you think. So Jennifer, I'd love to start with you. How do you feel about this uh, comfort versus adventure as a framework to look at life? Uh, do you like that idea? Do you feel in balance? Do you need to be? Uh, is your sleeper awake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not. No, uh, I'm a creature of comfort. I find comfort in routines. Um, and for some reasons, as I've gotten older, and especially since the pandemic, I've kind of retreated to my home a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband, however, is an adventurer. He finds comfort in like, you know, spontaneity and going out and doing things and going places. <laughs> And I feel like when we first got together, I was kind of an adventurer too, because it was really exciting and fun. And now I'm like, just burrowing in my rabbit hole with my, with my little baby rabbits. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's about finding that balance for the both of us. Um, when it's like, okay, tonight, let's just stay in. It's okay. We don't have to go anywhere or do anything. And for him, it's like, there's a new festival that's going on. Let's ride our bikes with the kids and take them to this <laughs> festival. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. But then I have fun. Right. And yeah, so it's, yeah. I, I kind of need that, whether it's him or a deadline or me like writing notes to myself, like <laughs> today you're going to do this. Right. It's, it is really trying to find that balance for me because I lean more towards comfort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I think you're talking about kind of a very classic comfort versus adventure of the like, let's, uh, we got everything we need at home. Let, let's uh, burrow in versus, oh, bike ride. Okay. But once I push past it, there's all this adventure. Do you feel like even if there was a night where you were like, I'm going to stay home and there's comfort there that you can find adventure just in changing up like a home routine? have a really hard time with that. Like I order the same thing on a menu. Like if we're going to get takeout, 
I will order the same thing. And my husband was like, why don't you try something different? I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to (laughs) get the meal and be like, no, this isn't as good as what I normally get. I really have my blanket, my, my barefoot dreams blanket that I put on, you know, when I'm watching TV, (laughs) everything has to be, I don't want to say just so, but if there's any sort of disruption, it really is upsetting. I don't this know is, what that is. This is exactly why I was so excited to talk with you both about this, because I think it's easy to look at this, uh, uh, especially with my going on about the sleeper must awaken. I never, in discussing this, want to push people out of things that work for them, because I'm the same mm-hmm. way of like, there are some restaurants like, yes, I, I don't want adventure at this restaurant. I want exactly what I know, because I don't want to do the thing where I get something new mm-hmm. just to be new. And then mm-hmm. have a bad experience. But then, of course, you get into that circular thing of like, but maybe you'd find a new favorite, which is what makes this topic so fascinating to me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, Ken, where are you at? Do, do you like this framework? Are you haunted by it? Is How's your sleeper doing? <laughs> Ooh, ha- haunted by it. Uh, I also am tired today. A chihuahua woke me up at night, so my sleeper is sleeping. Um, no, I love this. This is important. This is, yeah, I think you can really boil down things both in our space saga stories and life. Uh, uh, to simple, uh, we always call it like bumper sticker wisdom, but I look at it as like life is very much about po- the powerful versus the powerless, fear versus mm. hope, light and the dark and the choice. I really think it's important to just occasionally just break it all down to that simple, uh, the simple concepts and comfort versus adventure. And you could look at it as, as fear versus uh, courage, right? Uh, in that kind of way, because what you're talking about, Jen, is something I think a lot of people can relate to. Like, I don't, I get the orange chicken and pad thai. And if I don't mm. get that, <laughs> I might, I might not like Tomka soup. I don't know. And, and if you push past, you might discover something new. And I think it's a simple concept to grab, but it has haunted me. I'm in a great spot with it. I I know when I'm failing, when I'm failing to seek adventure, (laughs) I know when Mm. I'm stuck to comfort, I still have to fight through it. Uh, You know, we've, we've, we can have longer conversations about travel, but that's the way, it's the best way I can explain where I am uh, to you, Joseph, is um, I didn't travel a lot as a kid. Uh, as a young adult, uh, didn't fly till late in life, like 30. I didn't get on an airplane till 30. Never had the opportunity as, as, as a youngster. And I was fearful of it. And when I got hired at Screen Junkies, three weeks in, they were like, cool, we got to fly to Chicago. And I was just like, I, had, I was ripped up anxiety. Like, I can't do this. Now I love mm-hmm. flying. Now I know how I, I could get on a plane right now and go to New York and, and by myself, land, get the cab, know how to do it. But that's because I found the comfort in that adventure. And mm. I, I just had to push through it. And you were with me. Getting to Europe was terrifying to me. Not because I didn't know how to do planes and airports, uh, but just the simple, uh, I've never been in that country. I don't know what to do. Uh, I get a little trapped by that anxiety. And I Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I needed you. And I specifically needed Sarah. <laughs> she will lead us through Um, Uh, there is just practical knowledge that you know and and taking time to research which which sarah does yeah Yeah. that's great Um, so so yeah anyways it it, it haunts me and i can get into some deeper spots of of my career and everything too but yeah but but i'm yeah my adventure Hmm. yeah and it was really great to see because i remember talking through it with you and you had some like very practical concerns about like well how 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 much uh, do they do they grill you about what you're bringing in and out of the country and like all sorts of like totally practical things but you also did just have some like and I think you were clear about it of like I just have a little free floating anxiety it's yeah. not 
attached to anything. It's just the, I, I am facing something new. And so I've got a little bit of anxiety yeah. set aside yeah. for whatever yeah. might occur. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I thought the FBI was going to come out and grill me at LAX. I was like, well, what's there? you know. And then in Paris, they did grill me for about 10 questions. And I thought, this is it. It's, I'm done for. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, and, and like, I'm to the point now where like, I, I'll land, you know, people are always like, where's your hotel in New York? I'm like, I don't know. We'll land and Mark will tell me. I don't, I'll figure it out. I'll get there. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't, but I, that wasn't me five years ago. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I love what you're both saying. I think, um, I think the reason that I like thinking about this is because it helps me figure out um, some hopefully better decision making. I'm not always perfect at it in, in any way. I'm not trying to be a self help guru of I figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. And so should you. It's more like this is always going to be a challenge. So this is this helps me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think more than anything, it really helps me thinking about comfort versus adventure. It helps me to check in with myself about what I truly need and why. Mm-hmm. Of do I want something that's comforting? I truly want it because it's calm and restorative or I truly love it or is it comfort that's tipping into something else that's tipping into being lazy or scared Mm -hmm. Um, like one of the conversations that inspired us talking about this was talking about this restaurant that uh, we we at this point should get money from the smokehouse in Burbank (laughs) um, (laughs) that they have this uh, steak sinatra dish which is the first time I got it was adventurous because it wasn't the kind of food I, I normally order to have a couple ingredients i'm like eh, i'm not sure about that but it was it's named after sinatra so i got it and i love it yeah. and it isn't fear it's love when i go there and order the same thing all the time it's not it isn't about that anxiety right. for me about like well what if it's not as good you're like well then you'll come back and you'll have the steak sinatra you'll be fine mm. thinking about it is it helps me know like that's a choice that isn't about fear it's I want comfort. And like, Jennifer, that's what I hear you mm. saying of like, you're not afraid to try another blanket. You want right. that blanket. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And right. it, it's a way to check yourself. Cause I, I do think that there's so much that pushes us towards an adventure and defined adventure in like a very specific, like, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're jumping off a cliff, you're dead inside. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then for, for on the other side of it with the adventure, uh, I think it's great to check in of, do I want adventure because I really do need uh, something fresh in my life or do I need to push myself on a specific um, uh, idea, be it trying a restaurant or an art thing. Um, Or I think adventure can also be an excuse to make um, (laughs) dubious choices in, in hide from your life too. You know, (laughs) I think it could be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have an adventure. I'm not going to plan. And like, cool. You don't want to plan and you're afraid to plan. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're doing isn't it just adventurous. You, 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 you just had three mojitos, which you've actually done before. That wasn't an adventure. (laughs) That was an excuse for you to actually just, you know, run away from planning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, lo- I love what you're saying about the, it's kind of a confirmation of what you, what you know, uh, the, the meal thing is a great way. We joke about the food a lot around here. Um, but yeah, that's no, when you think of smokehouse, you think of that meal. So one day you'll have something else, but what you don't all, you don't even necessarily need to, that's not the point. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think my sleeper is doing okay. I think, uh, <laughs> I think my sleeper is awake, uh, but I, I am definitely a creature of habit. And I definitely have had some, some moments where I've gotten way, way, way too like, no, this is comfortable and I don't need to try anything new. And, and mm-hmm. it has made a, a difference when I've, 
woken up the old sleeper. Um, so I, I also want to be sure to talk about this early on in our conversation uh, and see what you both think about it. I am of the opinion that that age kind of naturally messes with our balance between comfort and adventure. Mm. Um, I think by necessity and definition, young adulthood is adventurous because sometimes the, the things that eventually to us are like, to older people are like, yeah, I, I drove to the store. Well, the first time you drive to the store after you got your license, it's you know, like, wow, I'm going to Walgreens. Like it quickly becomes not adventurous. When you're young, you have to try and do new things. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I think um, by just the natural physical abilities of aging, you know, you, you slow down a little bit. I think there's a sort of a cultural pressure of like, older people aren't necessarily supposed to try new things as much. You're supposed to be settled down and stay in your lane. Mm. Uh, that you you could look at life as uh, there's a lot more adventure when you're young. And then the older you get, the more you get set in your ways. Mm. Um, how do you both feel about, about looking at comfort and adventure and how it's affected by age? Jennifer, how do you feel about that? I think that there, there are, are a lot of, you know, fake rules on how we're supposed to act, what we're supposed to like, um, you know, well, the galaxy far, far away. Some people might say, oh, you guys still like that? <laughs> Didn't you grow out of that? Right. Mm. For for people, uh, uh, women, anybody really like on how we should dress. Right. You have to dress age appropriate or like after you become a mom, you can't dress that way. It's like, well, why not? With that, the, you know, clothes are an expression of of ourselves, and so I'm constantly combating that. And and like, oh no, just because I'm a parent, like I can be in this fun club environment. Why not? Just for one night. This is my night out or whatever. Yeah. I'm not. I'm saying that I'm gone to the club, but <laughs> in theory. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm constantly and and also for me, it's about being tired. So like. <laughs> the energy level or lack thereof is real as you get older. And so I don't have as much energy to like get myself dressed and all right, let's go do this thing or let's go out for a date night. It's like, oh, all right, I've <laughs> got to put on you know, nice clothes. So um, it is it is for me trying to find that balance. But I feel like I'm very young at heart and I'm very silly, especially around my kids. And so I don't, I really push back against this idea of what we're supposed to be and the lack of adventure we're supposed to have. Like my mother-in-law, she's going all around Europe. She goes to, to Ireland, to Scotland. She's going to Italy soon and she's traveling and she's, I think, almost 80 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, she and her sister just going and doing it. And I just think that that's wonderful like if you can why not right mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely mm -hmm. uh ken how do you feel about age uh as it relates to this topic for, for me personally it's helped the adventure side as uh, as i said before mm -hmm. I've, I've emerged uh, from real protective places overprotective places my own uh, anxieties uh, and just thinking that i i couldn't do these kinds of things that uh, just traveling i mean we're talking, we'll talk about if we go deeper deeper into vegas but one of my first uh, one of my first vegas trips was like during high school but one of my first like adult trips by myself was a, an impromptu vegas trip where my friend was like what are you doing this weekend i don't know nothing he's like cool we're going to vegas and i just I, you can't do that uh you can't do that and and uh uh age has helped the adventure in the sense of of i'm a little more sure of 
who I am. I'm a little more sure that I, I don't quite have the what's the worst that could happen mantra in my head. I'm not necessarily that person all the time. Like as long as, you know, we're alive, we're good. Like, nah, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know about that, but, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still safe. <laughs> I'm not comfort, comfortable. I'm safe. Uh, so, but, but it, it's pushed me a little bit more and I realize the importance of it and how, um, not, not challenging myself to push past the, 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 the comforts, um, and again, I I want to reiterate. I think comforts can be a very positive thing, um, but but not not pushing past it when I was younger. I think affected some of my development or some of my career and and, and some of who I am. And so I'm not trying to make up for it in a panicked or manic state, but mm-hmm. trying to make sure I don't keep that uh, mindset and always try to find new things and try new things, especially on, on the artistic pursuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the hard things about getting older in terms of the comfort versus adventure is when when you're young, I think most people, not all people, of course, um, need to experience things themselves. And there's always that that old truth of, you know, older people can tell you like, well, this is going to happen if you do X, most likely. Yeah. Mm. And you're like, I'll find out myself. <laughs> so you're, you don't have the personal life experience yet to know something is either a bad idea or a dubious idea or it'll be really fun, but you'll pay this price. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the things that can, can make you stagnate as you get older is you've had lots of life experiences. Mm, (laughs) Right. Exactly. Right. So like Jennifer, you're like, yeah, we could go on a a date, but I can for a date night, but I, I've done that a million times and I (laughs) imagine every step of the way. And is it worth it? Like, you know, but like the first time you went on a date or the third time you 10th time you went on a date, right? You're like, what, 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 this, this is still new, you know? Um, and I think that there is this sort of, um, I, I think part of the reason I think about the comfort versus adventure thing a lot is I think that as people get older and become in risk of stagnating, people will, in culture, will obsess just on the actual activities of youth. Mm-hmm. And when you're older, like, yeah, you, you, it's physically not the same to stay out partying all night. Yeah. And there is a, like, am I just trying to recapture the past? Mm. So what's helped me is to try to think about, I miss the emotion and the feeling I had when I stayed out all night. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stay out all night. Right. <laughs> Right. But I don't want to to not have that feeling. So I think I've been having lots of fun of going like, well, what was that feeling? And why did I feel that way? And what could I do now to make myself feel that? I don't need to, you know, <laughs> repeat my youth because it won't be the same and it will be harder on me. And then I'll be like, why did I do that? <laughs> um, but what could make me feel that way? And, mm-hmm. and you know, we can talk about more, but, you know, doing some different art projects and some scarier art projects like that made me feel alive in the same way some of the activities mm-hmm. that I don't want to do anymore made me feel alive when I was young. Mm. It's, I don't know if it's related, but just hearing you talk about it, I'm laughing at myself because it's like when I first started going to, to San Diego Comic-Con, if we weren't out till four in the morning and getting up at six to go to a press event, then we weren't living. And and and, <laughs> and now the last couple of years, it's like, I don't even go to the con. I just go down to do comedy. And I'm like, hey, the, uh, let's go back at 10. The party's done. Let's go home. <laughs> it's but, fine. but I want that feeling. The feeling was fun and con- companionship with my, my buddies and, 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 and excitement and things I didn't do when I was younger. So I understand wanting the feeling, but I also know that I don't need that. I can just get that little hit <laughs> and move on. 
Yeah. Right. Exactly. But you are doing something. I mean, yeah. not, you're not new to stand up, but it's you're still you've been doing this version of Comic-Con for a yeah. few years and you're yeah. still getting a, that spark of, of the new and yeah. you're doing new material and challenging yourself. So you are doing the something new and exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just not as strong. And then going to bed at 10. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a few uh, specifics. We're going we're gonna to get the, the negative stuff out of the way, and then we'll talk some positives after the break. Uh, but, Ken, I want to start with you. What's a specific example of a comfort that went beyond comfort and became negative, became stagnating yeah. or something that you just clung to out of out of habit yeah it could be uh it could go too deep and too long so i'll try to just it, it, it's a concept more thing but i i have a, a problem career-wise and and uh it, it is i have you know I'm, I'm afraid of new things and all those kind of things that we all struggle we've been talking about though i love adventure now but if i find it the, the travel example is great. All right, cool. I, I was afraid to go to New York for years. Now I know I go often, usually once a year and it's great. And I love it. I can, I can tell you how to do it. Um, but then I don't want to go to other spots because why well, know New York, <laughs> you know, then so <laughs> right. that's been a career problem I've had. So if, if, uh, you know, I started my, my career in pro wrestling about 2001 and I, I didn't know where I wanted to go with it. I, I was, a I was a manager uh, ringside, helped with some of the booking and writing and a lot of people I knew uh, were trying to, you know, there's the wrestler side, but then there's the, the non-wrestler side, which was part of. So I found a, a, a local fed that my, my best friend at the time owned and I worked there and that was great. It was comfortable. And once I got over some of the, you know, it's hard to navigate the waters of, of that industry. But once I knew it, I, I, it was great. It was wonderful. But I didn't go out and try to get a job at another one or mm. move up. Or actually focus on, do I want to do something with this or is this just a fun hobby? Both are fine, but what is it? And I watched other folks. Uh, I know a lot of people who went on to work with WWE and who are in WWE or who uh, uh, went on and had comparable careers. My friend Johnny LaQuasto, a comic announcer. Oh, yeah. Johnny and I was there when Johnny started. And and that and stand up when I, I found a, a group of, of, of comics that we perform weekly at instead of going around to other clubs and getting experiences and connections and moving forward. Every Thursday I went to that spot and, mm. and, and then other, and it's not just about success and what's your bank account and your IMDB list, but I watched other people get some successes that maybe I could have experienced or maybe I wanted, or I didn't know if I wanted, and I just stayed. And I, mm. and, and that's a pattern that repeats over and over and over again. And I still struggle with it. Even back in stand-up now, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm kind of a regular over at Flappers. Let's see what that does in Burbank. Uh, and I forgot suddenly to book other shows, you know, and, and now Flappers isn't booking me as much and I'm stuck without shows. And I'm, I'm reminding myself, hey, you did this 15 years ago. Don't do that. Mm. And, and that's an example where, yeah, it's, it's great because every Thursday I know and it's around the same people and I feel great and I feel myself. I can just go do that show and I'm not driving to a place where I don't know where to park and who to talk to and what kind of crowds there. I know this. I know room five on the brand. And then it kind of hurt me time to time. And, and, and that's something that's happened over and over and over uh, again. Did I, did I want a career in pro, pro wrestling? I don't know. But I know a lot of people went to write for the WWE for six months. It's a crazy job. I don't know if I'd want it. But like, I didn't know that answer because I didn't try. I just found mm -hmm. this thing that I did once a month, did the shows, felt good and stopped and stagnated. And I always regret that and still have to fight that. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's really powerful. And I, I think it's, uh, I got a lot of examples of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Of, of yeah, comforts that became negative or stagnating. And in a way it's like, the, it's fascinating the way we're talking about the way 
adventure can very quickly become comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there's a part of me that I kind of, I want a story of like, Oh, the, the coffee mug that I wouldn't move on from, which has happened. Um, but a lot of, a lot of the ones that I think of are similar to your Ken's that he started as adventure. And so they feel like adventure, but then after years and years of doing them, there is an element of adventure, certainly, but you said the key words when you were talking about going to do stand up the same place of like, I know where to park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Adventure is so much, you know, it's so easy to go like adventure is skydiving or, you know, mm-hmm. drink, drinking a shot with a scorpion on your hand, like James Bond adventure. But like adventure is just, I'm starting something and I don't know how it ends because I haven't done it before. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 adventure is so often just, opening yourself up to letting go of knowing how it is most likely going to go and, and mm-hmm. discovering things. So for me, um, I, I absolutely adore and treasure uh, all of my experiences uh, doing the, the Minnesota Fringe Festival. And I have many friends who are, are having a, a great time doing it. So I'm only speaking for myself. It started as I- I- adventure and mm. I, I had, you know, a great success there. And then I had good things from great things from that and bad things from that. Cause I got a little taste of um, how unhappy it can make other people when you are successful. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I did not stagnate. I did lots and lots of different kinds of shows and tried different things and I grew. So there was a lot about it. It wasn't stagnating, but I'm really relating to what you were saying, Ken of like, I, I never intended to just do fringe shows. But I knew the fringe. I knew how it worked. I knew when to submit. I knew how to run a tech. I knew how to do the math about how many people would come and how much money I would make. And it was a real realization to me that like in my mind is like I'm doing theater and I'm doing really different things every time and taking risks. But just doing the same festival every year stopped me from moving to LA and Mm -hmm. trying different things and shooting for something different. So that was an adventure that was still adventurous, but also became a comfort in exactly the way that you're describing, Ken. Mm. Mm. Well, glad I'm not alone in stagnation. (laughs) You are not. (laughs) We're having a stagnation (laughs) party. Uh, Jennifer, for you, what's an example of a comfort that became negative or stagnating? I'm joining this party because like you both, I mean, Ken, gosh, I relate to your story so much. Um, Throughout my career, I worked at E for a period of time Mm -hmm. and I worked with, they're now incredibly successful hosts. They were not hosts when I was there and they just had aspirations, but they made the decision and they went out and they hustled and they pushed themselves and are now extremely successful in acting. I actually was in class with Johnny. It's so funny. Um, but I've, I, and literally in every acting class I have taken, they, these, some of these people are like, like, I don't want to say a list, but like incredibly successful actors who were in big movies, big shows. And what I think of is I'm like the problem with class when you're an actor or you know, wanting to do these things is you can get stuck in this class rut where Mm. I'm being adventurous. I'm an actor. I'm a performer, right? So that's a big adventure, but it's like, I'm hanging around the pool. I'm not actually diving in. So you're rehearsing and you're performing scenes for your class and you're hanging out with other actors and you're commiserating and you feel like you're doing it, but you're not actually doing Mm. what you need to be doing, which is making the work, right? Mm -hmm. 
putting yourself out there, writing short films, creating your own content, connecting with other actors, submitting for student films or, you know, what low budget films, all those things, which I didn't do because I was so comfortable challenging myself in class and then just waiting for my agent to call me for commercials or theatricals or whatever, which as we all know, <laughs> that's like not the way to really do things unless you're getting a ton of auditions. So I look back and I'm like, oh, everyone's like, wow, you were such a risk taker. You are you know, an actor. It's like, yes, that's part of the risk. But part of it, the biggest part of it is actually diving in that water and challenging yourself and and being a part of the adventure, right? Which is like connections and and really putting yourself out there. It's like the next step of the adventure. So mm. now I'm trying to push myself more, but it is it is tough to look back and say, gosh, dang it, if I just if I just made some maybe made some more, you know better choices with that who knows how things could have turned out but and that's so hard because you never know when just the lucky break is a part of that as well and and, right you know i i always tried to uh talk about it um early in my my theater career when when the fringe was going well and (laughs) is a very successful um had a nice success for like it's it's you have to increase your odds for good luck of like it's Mm -hmm. it's like yes it's like the the good version of um. Yeah, it, lightning strikes are rare, but I want to stand on the highest hill with a golf club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think that's what it comes down to is you can't control that the lucky break, but the more you put yourself out there, and, and I think sometimes the scariest thing artistically is is kind of being bold enough to say, "Well, I am worth it. I am good enough." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and not uh, not fake it till you make it, but just like it, it's hard to go like. Yeah, I'm great, and I need everybody else to see it. Yeah, <laughs> give me opportunities because I'm so great. Right it, that that's a scary thing to do. Look at me being great. I think the subtitle of this episode could be "Comfort Minus Adventure Equals Regret." That's, it's- <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. It. Well, that's it's been a great episode. We already wrapped it up, everybody. <laughs> just done. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, let's look at it from from the other side. Uh, uh, Jennifer, I want to start with you this time. Do you have an example of of an adventure that became risky or unhealthy? Because that's the other thing to be aware of with with I think an adventure being like just be yeah. bold, go out there, like you know, like yeah, it's it would be adventurous to streak across the freeway, but um, <laughs> like it's an it's an experience I haven't had, and it's really challenging myself. But uh, yes. do you have something that that tipped out of control for you? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. This is where I literally was saying to myself at the tw- mid twenties, I'm like, I'm going to be adventurous, and I went and I got a job on the Sunset Strip at Miyagi's. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, place. yeah, yeah. They also mm. own Saddle Ranch, which I also worked at for a short period of time, but wow. I worked at Miyagi's longer, and that wait, was. Wait, wait. Me- were you there the night I had my gallbladder attack? <laughs> <laughs> I've witnessed a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Not around uh, 2006. Me going, is this a heart attack? No, it turned out to be gallbladder. Mm. Oh my gosh. I also had a gall I had my gallbladder removed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. At uh, Miyagi's? Yeah. No, not at Miyagi's, but actually it was a little bit after that time. Oh boy. There you go. Going around. Town. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But that was like tipping the scales to all adventure all the time, you know, like you want to go out at 
two o'clock in the morning and walk down some street? Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, you know, do crazy things to get people to come into the restaurant or get people to like buy more mm-hmm. alcohol or whatever it is? Yes, 100%. Like it was me saying yes to that adventure because I had been really, you know, straight edge as we've talked mm-hmm. about before and really um, not doing that. And so in my shell, so it was mm. me pushing myself, but because I had never really done it before, I didn't know how to do it right or safely. <laughs> and I just was like, nah! I was like skydiving off this cliff. And boy, I'm thankful nothing bad happened, but boy, there were some times where I'm like, Oh God, I really, mm. I really escaped narrowly with that one. So, um, yes, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Just like physical health risks? Yes, physical health risks, just acting dumb. I mean, Mm. but, but, you know, in certain situations, you think you're you're great. And it's like you look back, you're like, oh, my gosh, I was doing (laughs) stupid stuff. But you know what? Everyone else was doing stupid stuff. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, there were Mm. some interesting characters that worked there. Yeah, I bet. Uh, How about you, Ken? I see. I wish I had Jen's stories. Um, uh, I've never ridden that mechanical bull at South <laughs> but I've eaten sliders in front of it. Because uh, I'm such a cautious kid and always have been. So I, I, I like. I, don't, I lost one of my favorite ties at a strip club in Vegas. Does that count? That was that was that was pretty bad, <laughs> pretty bad about that. Um, but but I, I don't want to just tie it in a career that makes me sound so boring. Like I only focus on work. Oh gosh, I have to look closer at that in my own life. Um, but I think that I, I, I want to push myself creatively and change some things on some of my podcasts. And I, and I felt that um, it's pushed me into some spots where I've definitely lost listeners and, and definitely lost money, but also can't pull myself out. Like I just like, oh, all right, I, I, this isn't I'm too angry. <laughs> like, like maybe mm. I gotta, And I and I, I pushed uh, the adventure of trying something new and pushing myself creatively uh, into places I'm very happy with, quite frankly, but also. Um, I, I, I've, 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 I'm dealing with the effects of it, and I got to figure out what that means. So I think it's kind of a boring answer, but it's the flip side of 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 the previous one, right? Where it's like, all right, cool, push yourself out, put yourself out, do something different. Um, but then you also have to, uh, you know, make sure you know I'm not, I'm not pushed too far. Again, I'm really happy where, with a lot of my work, but it's affected me, and it's become unhealthy uh, professionally at times, maybe unhealthy for my mental health so i have to i have to find the balance again on that i think find out who mm. I, what i want to do yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i mean but that is kind of the spirit of adventure and mm-hmm. and i and i i think it's great that you have uh, you've been finding yourself passionate about a lot of topics that you would yeah. have normally been like mm, that's we don't talk about that and yeah. you're talking about it loudly and honestly in a microphone and i think that's a i think that's good adventure yeah i i definitely see the risk of like that could become uh, uh, in, in anger issue, right. Of yeah, what starts out is like, I'm going to boldly say what I really mean with my whole chest. Now suddenly becomes, ah, I love yelling at people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'll never going to change what I'm going to talk about or, 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 or shy away from anything that's, that's tough that I used to, um, my views on have changed, but yeah, yeah. Just like, all right, I'm too far down this one path. How do I, how do I invite more people in? You know, how do I get the message out without, uh, you know, I love Lewis Black, but I don't want to just do a, a Lewis Black rant for 45 minutes on a show. You know, it's like, how do I mm. it a different way? How do I can keep being an entertainer? How do I keep people around so that I can keep doing this? Um, 
there's there's something I, I don't you know a big fan of Conan O'Brien, but there's a part of me that when his Tonight Show debacle happened, he had been told several times, "You're going to need a change," yeah. and, and he stubbornly refused. And and it's not the reason, the sole reason he lost the gig, but it's part of it. And if you read the story, I have I personally have some frustrations as a fan. Going, all you needed to do was maybe tweak this. And and you 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 could have still had this dream, and I'm not saying he gave up on it, and I'm not saying he was done right, he was done wrong, but you know I, I so I, I see that's kind of where I'm at. Some of the things, not 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 four center and other center, uh, happy with this adventure that we had to take and felt we needed to take, but but some of my other stuff, um, and it's a weird struggle. I got to find I find the balance. I got to get right back to the between comfort and adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, it, it is it is about that balance. Mm-hmm. I, I think. For me, some uh, I'm going to try to, uh, exhausted from Vegas, find the right words for a delicate topic. Um, I know people who pine for those uh, early, messy dating adventures. Mm -hmm. Mm. uh, Maybe dating isn't even new. Maybe you've just been single for a long time and you're kind of used to the thrill of constantly, I'm meeting a new person and, you know, I don't know if they're going to text back and, uh, I, I, I'm, I've lost my mind for this person. Oh, but now they're, maybe they're cheating on me. And like, it's, oh. it's all exciting. Cause it, you know, it's, it's new and, right. and you don't know how it's going to end and it's adventure. And we have so much in our culture that is sort of trained to, to tell you that like romantic adventures are exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I know people who, um, are happily married, but maybe still kind of pine a little bit for the adventure of all that. Uh, mm-hmm. especially when they're safely removed from it um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in that weird trap of sort of like, I, I want to be back in my youth when I didn't know I was making really bad choices because <laughs> in retrospect, they sound so fun. Um, mm. uh, but I think for me, there was, um, I definitely had times where um, I w- want pursued dysfunctional dating relationships. And uh, mm-hmm. this is not at all a like, I went after crazy ladies at all. It was, you know, people, people who are in different places in life. And it should have been apparent to me fairly early on that even though there was mutual attraction, this was a train wreck. Mm. Um, But I had not even a train wreck. It was just one of those, like we were both interested in each other, but we were in, there was too much other, you know, uh, baggage on, on the field. (laughs) There's no way that train isn't going to derail. And I remember, uh, a friend from the outside watching me kind of enjoying the adventure of, you know, uh, I can't even sleep because, you know, she was supposed to call me back and she didn't. Oh, but then she did the next day and we went and ah, like all that, all that stuff. And just like shaking his head of just like, <laughs> I'm watching you do it again. And that was like the, the last dating relationship um, before Sarah and I started dating and Sarah and I have a wonderful relationship and, we have ups and downs like everybody and we have adventure and uh, finding all this balance, you know, can be an adventure. But part of what was, I was so like, Oh, Sarah's the one is there was no, there was, it, we just, it, we could just say, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? And answer honestly. And if the honest answer is, I don't know, but let's figure it out together. And that was like, that was mind blowing to me, uh, which, mm. you know, became clear so anyway yeah i think for me an example of like uh an adventure that that became too much was one of those last like you th- th- this is a dumb relationship and you know it and you're doing it to yourself 
Right. Yeah, I've got some of that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 That's fun. And yeah, no harm, no foul. You know, the 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 person involved was was awesome. It was just not yeah. not the time and the place. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break, but first we have an adventure because we don't know what's going to happen, and that's Ooh. the recommendation for the audiobook Because I've stopped writing them down and just throw it out of who wants yeah. to recommend a book today. Oh. Yeah, you know, uh, I was I was uh, trying really, uh, I was trying to engage, but also, gosh, I hope this book is on, <laughs> on, on here, uh, and I'm on Audible. The great, easily, easy to navigate Audible, uh, which it is, uh, is. All right, I found one. I found one. All right, we're talking about we're talking about uh, change and comfort and adventure. This is. This is an, uh, an older book now, but I I, I, I read uh, the book 30 Nothing by Lisa Jewell years ago, and I quite enjoy it. And I think you all should check it out. It's about age and growth and and, and uh, all those kind of things. And it's very English because it's UK based. Lisa Jewell's a great author, still going strong, um, and it's narrated by Helen Duff. And you can check that out today by going to audibletrial.com slash four center. That's right. Audibletrial.com slash four center. Check out Lisa Jewell's 30 Nothing and support the show in the process with your free audiobook. There you go. Great. That is a great recommendation and an adventure well rewarded. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back more to talk about the balance between comfort and adventure back in a moment. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Other Center. We have taken a look at comfort and adventure. Comfort versus adventure. Comfort or adventure might be a bigger question, Joseph, that we'll need you to, to answer here. Uh, but we're <laughs> going to continue the conversation. And your notes say, let's look at the positive. Did I go too dark? Did you oh, no. know I was? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm definitely having one of those. Should I have said all that? <laughs> right. All right. Okay. No, no, no. Um, I, and I want to talk about uh, uh, you did not go too dark at all. I think uh, honesty is good. But I also want to reflect that, you know, when we're talking about these things, there are those moments where like, yeah, this is a comfort and I like it. Or, mm-hmm. yep, this is an adventure. It is a little bit of a risk and I know it and I want it. And that's good. So I want to talk about those positives. Uh, Jennifer, what's what's a, a form of comfort that you truly enjoy? There isn't anything negative about it. You know it's a comfort. You want it. You wrap yourself in it. Maybe it's literally a blanket. Where do you go? I mean, yeah, the most obvious would be when it was Sunday nights and there was, you know, must-see TV in my mind uh, from, uh, mm-hmm. well, I'll just mention it, Game of Thrones, Walking yeah. Dead, Succession, you know, all those And it just was like something I knew, even if it was a crappy day or a hard, a hard weekend with my kids, like I knew my husband and I were going to get on the couch and we were going to watch our show and be transported to whatever world was offered up. And there was just a lot of comfort in that. And I've been a little discombobulated because I don't, I don't have any shows on Sunday nights Mm. that I'm watching right now uh, with him. So that has been kind of some, so he's been like playing legend of Zelda. um, So I'll just sit there and like watch and tell him where to go and stuff. So that's kind of what we've been doing. (laughs) Sunday nights. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's about it, I would say. Otherwise, the other answer would be like making videos, like researching and then shooting it and then finding my B-roll. And then I just, I love editing and sitting down. I get my snacks and I, I'll do it in the afternoon and then I'll go back and edit at night when everyone's asleep. I just, I love that. I find that very comforting. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that. I, 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 think I have lots of, of comforts that I enjoy and I, you know, make sure that I don't enjoy them so much that, that they become too stagnating. Um, but I think it's great to, to surround yourself by them. A couple examples for me, um, I have a, a friend in Minneapolis that has lived in the same apartment for, uh, I helped him move in in 1998. Wow. Um, and I remember going there in the year 2000 thinking, I love this apartment and, and I love going there to to play board games with this group of friends and I should really treasure this because it won't last forever. That was in the year 2000. He still lives there and it's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, selfishly for me, it's great. It's one of the things I miss the most about Minneapolis of like that apartment playing board games with that general group of friends. It shifts a little bit of like, I don't, I don't care. Uh, it, this is like absolute comfort food mm. for me. Um, the other thing is just sometimes like creature comforts. Um, Early on in our relationship, um, well, I might have already had it. I think I had I, just a a 
simple black uh, zip up hoodie. Um, often what I wear at home, I often wear it out. Um, and uh, Sarah has taken to, uh, you know, watching for when they become just like absolutely destroyed because the <laughs> sleeves are just like frayed and crusted with, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the uh, stains from the steak snatcher at smokehouse. And, and then she just very kindly takes it upon herself to buy me a new hoodie. And I believe over the, like the course of our relationship, uh, the first one she gave me is like, here's hoodie Mark two. She got the exact same one and called it Mark two. And I think we're on about hoodie Mark eight. Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. How about you, Ken? Uh, you know, again, trying to find something uh, more exciting than just uh, career stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, a simple comfort is, uh, is a good, a good meal, right? A good, a good going to a, 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 a lower class restaurant. I don't need no fancy high classes. I need a diner, uh, a, a lunch with friends. Um, I, I used to get made fun of by friends uh, in my mid twenties. Cause I, I'd, I'd want to go to dinner at like four or five o'clock and they're like, what are you 70 already? Like, um, <laughs> but I don't like, I, I don't mind a big, you know, we always talk about smokehouse obviously, but that's a comfort but I love a smokehouse on a Friday night at seven o'clock. It's, it's, it's uh, absolutely a bursting at the seams with energy and, and, and history. And I love that, but I also love 1130 on a Wednesday for lunch. Um, <laughs> but, but it's one of my things. I, I like uh, sitting with a friend or two and just, uh, you know, I, 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 I tend to overeat because I want to, I want to have several items and options in front of me. You know, yeah. a chips and salsa, but four taquitos, but also two tacos, maybe a tostada. Cause I like to just sit there for a while and chat and talk <laughs> and be friendly with the staff that helps me. And, and that's just one of my, uh, one of my things. And, and, uh, I, I don't know the ins and outs of Picasso's life, uh, at all, other than what I've known from, uh, TV shows or Paul McCartney songs, but, uh, the, the, the Paul McCartney song that's, uh, uh, about uh, Picasso's last meal, just this idea of yeah, every, every midnight he ate with friends. I'm like, that's great. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, Joseph, you've been around for my fire pits. I just like, yeah, mm-hmm. snacks. I overbuy snacks and drinks, but I like it, uh, and that's a comfort. It, it, it's a little bit social so socialization, but it's also um, just some uh, intimate uh, comfort between people, uh, friends, and, and 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 people you're connected with, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that as we talk about comforts that that we enjoy and we're sure of the we think we're starting to talk about tradition. Yeah. Um, mm. The right. the things that you, that obviously is is cultures we have holidays and we have you know specific meals that go with specific things and and I think as individuals and as friend groups we also have these traditions and and they can be have an element of adventure. I think you know going out with friends to a diner can be that can turn into an adventure real quick um yeah. but i think it's i think it's great to, to have uh those traditions that make you feel uh stable yeah and, mm. yeah. yeah uh all right so let's talk then about good adventures uh ken i'm gonna make you go back to back do you have a favorite form of adventure or a time you had a great adventure that that you did something that you didn't know how it was going to end and it ended up great. I think it's, it's, it's always coming back to travel for me because I, I didn't, you know, I harp on a lot, but I didn't have that chance. And that's not a slide against my, my folks. It's, it's, it's more slide uh, against the uh, economics of, of our world <laughs> that we just weren't able to do that as much. And, and I think they didn't take as much time to do it. My mom has kind of a, a fearful approach to life uh, of, uh, you know, let's not do that. We might get hurt, you know, and that, that carried over a lot for me. So to, to finally get to do that, but I always, I rarely do it for 
personal. It's usually professional and, and doing it for stand-up or conventions or something. But through that, I have little adventures in the city. I, I love, you know, just walking around and finding my comforts in new cities. Uh, and I love returning to cities. So I love the new ones, but, uh, you know, getting back to DC a couple of times and, you know, doing, doing comedy there, but being able to like, all right, I know how I wake up and where I go get my coffee and where I go walk after. Um, mm. And that's a fun little venture, uh, adventure and finding comfort. Uh, and, and that's for me because it means a lot. It, it, it's, I, I still get super excited. And this will tie into some of the Vegas conversation. If we do that episode of, 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 <laughs> of I get excited that I, oh, I never thought I would do this. And it seems simple. I, I know some folks who, who were born traveling um, and it's not always a privilege everyone gets to enjoy, but it, it travel could also be an hour out of town, right? It, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily getting on a plane or a boat or a ship or anything or a train. Um, but um, that that's big for me. It's big for me. So it's a little burst of adventure um, that's happened over and over the last few years. That's yeah. great. That's great. Uh, how about you, Jennifer? What is a form of adventure you love or a specific adventure that turned out great? Well, before, before kids, my husband and I used to be very adventurous. And one thing we used to, I used to love that we did was we would ride our bikes to the metro and then we would take the metro all over the city. So sometimes we might go to downtown and ride around there, meet up with friends, check out some bars or restaurants, um, like in the arts district. But Mm. what I really also used to love is that we would take it and ride over to Hollywood for Cinespia. And Mm. Cinespia is the outdoor uh, movie event at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. So we would take take the Metro to uh, Trader Joe's in Hollywood, (laughs) pick up some items, right? We shove it in our backpack, ride over to Melrose, which is where the Hollywood Forever Cemetery was. And because they let the bikes in first before the cars and stuff like that, we would get right in. And it was so magical. Like you're riding, which is not sounds weird, but you're (laughs) riding through the cemetery, right? Yeah. And I'm just looking at all these tombstones. It's just like, this is so weird. And then we would get to our area and you get to watch a retro movie and we'd have our snacks and our wine and cheese and then at night you ride back and the, it was just like so peaceful. It's what you would not associate with Los Angeles. It mm-hmm. just was, it was really special. So I missed that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Mm. Yeah. That's so great. I've, I've only been to, to Cinespia once and it was a great adventure because it was half amazing and half out of our control. We, uh, the film was rear window and like oh. it was basically like the, you know, the studio it was shot in was right right behind it um but we got there later and didn't have high enough you know camping seats or whatever so it was very funny to see rear window a movie that's all about uh, staring at things and only being able to see half of it um (laughs) (laughs) but that's adventure i think for me uh, i'm really trying to uh work on just the feeling of saying i don't know how this is gonna go Mm. i've analyzed it enough to be safe and now i'm just gonna let myself go i'm gonna i'm i'm going to just not pause too long you know i've been saying to myself you know like don't hesitate just go Mm. um you know follow your instinct and not and again i don't mean like it just literally jump off a cliff uh but more emotionally Mm. of allowing myself to live in that space and ironically the more that i do it i think the easier it gets and i've been trying to do it about things like um like for for our 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 vegas uh trip uh like we had a very limited amount of time uh before the gaga concert and so we we planned 
the, where we wanted to go, but then we did, we absolutely had to adjust on the fly. And instead of sort of trying to get tight about that, trying to open up to the like, but this is going to create things that we can't control. And even things that might be like, this didn't go exactly as I planned. Maybe you can actually embrace that. Mm. Um, I had worked to try to find real remnants of, of the Sinatra days and uh, the Golden Gate Casino on their website has like, hey, you can come to this bar. It's been, uh, you know, retrofitted and changed a million times. But this is back in the day where where the Rat Pack would hang out sometimes after their show. And you got we have this cocktail list inspired by them. It's like, OK, great. Hmm. Um, so we get there and it's not it. The, the website just hasn't updated that they got, they didn't get rid of it, but they stopped it being in, in uh, its own space. It's got uh, a bunch of pictures of the Rat Pack, but it also just like, it's just a smoky casino with a bar. And we sat down and we said the bartender's like, I'd like this drink named after a famous Dean Martin song. I want to kick in the head. And he's like, <sighs> they haven't changed the website. We don't do any of those things anymore. We don't oh, no. have any of those ingredients and he was just he was he was real friendly but he was kind of braced for the like the umbrage <laughs> yeah yeah you know mm. is that part of me that wanted to be like we built our whole day around this this was going to be like the crowning part of our of our day yeah Ugh. and i was like oh man that must that must really be awful for you because i bet people come in upset and it's not your fault the website changed and he's like yeah and he's like you know what i think i remember one of those drinks and i was like do you remember what it was called and like no so it's just like all right i'm gonna get whatever he remembers yeah and he was trying so nice to be nice to me and give me a little bit of what i came for and then he and he made me a drink and i think it was accurate to what was on the menu it was called a, a lady luck and it was horrible oh, he, made no. a, he made a fine job making it but the drink itself was garbage it was oh. awful it was like peach schnapps with cream or something it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like i'm gonna get a headache and a sugar high like a five-year-old from smelling this it's awful um but i was able to get to that place of like none of this would have happened i wouldn't have had that interesting interaction with that guy mm-hmm. um i wouldn't have had this you know i would never have picked this drink in a million years but then look this is what i would came here for is for adventure and you didn't know what was going to happen next so by not getting what I wanted, I got exactly what I wanted mm. because I was open to not just the adventure of going, but the adventure of being okay that it didn't turn out exactly as I planned. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Free wheeling, you know? <laughs> Free wheeling. Taking yeah. And I, again, uh, I don't mean to be like, uh, I got this all the time. I'm talking about the times that it worked because it yeah. doesn't always work. No. That's um, right. No. Short, very short thing too is just, you know, working on the short film that I've talked a lot about. Um, and in order to do that i went out on every thin branch imaginable from time money relationships what i was asking of people and the more i've i've read about filmmaking like that yeah that's called making a film and Mm -hmm. you you know when you're making a short film and you have no money and you're not you want to be like well, this would never happen to spielberg like wait no that's his entire career yeah (laughs) yeah right and like so it's just a short way to say, like, I think that's true of a lot of creative things of you have to live in that place of this could all spiral out of control uh, yeah. easily. You're pushing yourself to the brink of money, time, creativity, relationships, because that's how this kind of art gets made. Yeah, it's a miracle. And even it does get made, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
exactly. Uh, mm. Any any other adventure thoughts before we move on? Mm-mm. No, I think you're doing a great job. I, I you know I, I struggle with new tech, but then I also embrace it more than I used to, and but that also creates struggles and uh, you know all those kind of things. And, and, and there's the ups and downs, indeed. But yeah, we all got to start with lady luck. Yep, <laughs> uh, you too can have a <laughs> really dubious <laughs> cocktail. Um, so looking toward the future and finding balance between comfort and adventure, uh, Ken, what's a future day you could plan that might be a perfect balance of comfort and adventure? A future day of, of comfort and, and adventure is, uh, is, is, is pushing myself to, 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 to order something new, but also go to a place that I love. It is about, I'm going to go do a show uh, at a place that I always perform at, but you know what? That bit I've been afraid to try, let's do it. Mm. let's do it the worst thing that can happen is i bomb i've done that before and you still walk away uh yeah the 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 locations and the and and the and the tasks and the and the uh things i'm doing could change but but living in that balance and striving for something new and not being afraid um to do something new but but also knowing that I'm good at this thing. I'm good at this place. And I know this restaurant. I know where to park. And that's an important thing. <laughs> I know where to park, but what am I going to do when I get out of my car? That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Jennifer? I think trying to challenge myself to plan for adventures. Cause my husband's always the one that's like, Oh, let's go do this. Um, and I realize I'm like, Oh, I guess I could suggest an adventure. Um, it just, sometimes it's like, Oh, I'm tired. I know the kids are exhausted. And my eldest now is at the age where she's like, uh, you know, the yeah. whining starts <laughs> mom. I don't want to be here. It's like, Oh no, we're already getting into that preteen, even though she's mm-hmm. not preteen. Um, but yeah, it was such a lesson this weekend. We went to a block party in our neighborhood. And I really didn't want to go for the reasons Mm. I just stated. Mm -hmm. And we went and I was like, this was way too much fun. I wish that we'd actually come sooner. If I hadn't just been such a stick in the mud, you know, and like, uh, do we really want to go? No, we we should have gone earlier. So that was such a lesson (laughs) to really get, you know, take, take, uh, get out there, get out there in the world and Mm -hmm. chat with people. Yeah. That's great. Um, I think uh, one thing that strikes me, and maybe it will change, we'll we'll see. Uh, it does relate to uh, that other galaxy, so I'm not going to go into, into any details. Um, but the opportunity to go to a known convention with other people you know, uh, there's so much comfort there. Of mm-hmm. I know what this convention's about. I know what these people are like. I know I have fun with them. But then taking all of that familiarity, all of that comfort, in putting it in an entirely different city and in a city you've never been to, that to me is like such a great balance of, of mm. comfort and adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that applies to lots of things. Like, you know, I, I, I would love to just be like, I'm going to have a, a, I would love it if, if a friend said like, we're going to go on a mystery crawl and like, okay, I know, I know the friend, I don't know what they mean by mystery crawl and I might hate it, but like that mix of there's mm. part of, part of what you're being surrounded by that's total comfort. So then, you're braced for the adventure as well. Uh, mm. That is very much about the people you're on that adventure with, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some friends to be perfectly honest. I would not trust them with a mystery crawl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I would draw the line, draw the line. Um, I think we've been pretty cautious as, as we've been uh, discussing this, but again, I'm really careful about, I don't mm. want to come across as some sort of uh, any of us to come across as some sort of self-help gurus or we've, we've figured it all out. And I think any, life advice uh, uh, can become sort of um, 
bad if you if you overemphasize it. So, mm-hmm. uh, what what for you, Jennifer, would be your concern about overemphasizing the comfort versus adventure framework? Mm, I think it's important to have both. I think it's important also to to like we've been talking about to recognize that some people just prefer one or the other, and yeah. that that's why we have these documentaries about people that go and climb uh, different crazy <laughs> mountains, right? Because yeah. that's their comfort is that's, that's where they are happiest yeah. uh, is being in that thrill zone. And there are some people where that's just not comfortable for them and they don't want to do that. And that's okay. Um, but it is also important to recognize when you find yourself maybe holding yourself back to kind of gently nudge yourself like, okay, go, go try it. And what's the worst that can happen or a little bit of exposure therapy as my therapist said, you know, <laughs> see, see if it's, if the worst is going to happen. Okay. Try putting yourself out there. What, what's going to happen? And then, Oh wow. I actually had fun. So that next time you're willing to take that risk. Yeah. Mm, that's great. I love that. Um, I'm going to share some thoughts so we can, we can close with your wisdom, Ken. Oh. Um, I think it, it's just so important to to try to follow your instincts um, mm-hmm. rather than to follow any advice as a sort of a total roadmap of should. Um, I really agree with with the wisdom that you said, Jennifer. Like some people just tilt a little bit more toward they need adventure, they need comfort. Um, I was watching a documentary, and in there is some like great, really. Uh, kind of typical sort of uh, verbiage about like live your life out loud. <laughs> Just really thinking about like, yeah. I mean, I I kind of want to, but the, and there's sometimes like the, the, like it struck me as like a great comedy sketch of like live your life out loud and somebody just being like, no, <laughs> I like my life quiet. <laughs> I like Doritos in this couch. I actually don't want to live my life out loud and not everybody does want to live their life out loud. So I, I love that. And that's why I think it, it is, it is what helps me about the comfort versus adventure framework is to not, it's to try to use it as a guide to listen to my gut because I've, mm-hmm. I've had moments of like analysis paralysis um, with uh, like, like ordering a cocktail of, mm-hmm. we also had a funny adventure this weekend where, where both my wife and I kept being like, we should be adventurous. We're in Vegas. We could just get martinis, which we like. And almost every time we got something that wasn't a martini, it was awful. And then oh, every martini no. we got was great, you know. Yeah. But I've had those moments of like overemphasizing, ma- making just a small everyday thing into giving it too much meaning, right? Of like, I- I'm out and I have to make a choice about uh, uh, do I order the thing I'm used to or something adventurous. Right. Mm-hmm. And it isn't, it isn't the be all and end all of your life, you know, mm-hmm. but I've had those moments where I've had the analysis paralysis of like, but if I get the comfort thing, it's it, that's a symbol that I'm settling, you know, like, but if I get the adventure choice, that's a symbol that I'm out of control. Like right. I right. think it's better to use this framework as something to maybe give you some guidance, but follow your instincts of when do you need the tradition? When do you need hoodie Mark eight? Uh, and, you know, a, a, a Sunday night TV show. Yeah. And when are, when is that beginning to be cloying and, and you need to go, I don't know how this night's going to end, but I need to be open to whatever. Right. Yeah. What's your wisdom here, Ken, on, on how to best apply this framework and not overemphasize? Yeah. I mean, building off what you're saying in instincts and, and um, you know, it's a dessert topping and a floor wax. All this can be both things. <laughs> and uh, that if you really adhere to it, uh, this framework like you're talking about here, I think you could then overvalue each path and then maybe undervalue 
each bath. Um, there's great value to a comfort TV blanket. <laughs> there's great <laughs> value to that. And, and some of the stuff you're saying there, Joseph, you could, you could either or it or, you know, this, this must be the way I must jump out of this play. Maybe. Um, is that what it's really about? Or is the adventure in something else? Is the adventure, is the adventure today being a little bit more honest with yourself or more honest with those around you? Is that the adventure? Mm. Cause you're afraid to is, is the comfort knowing that, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to go in that bar crawl with those wild crazies. That's not the adventure I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, right. you know, uh, I, I, I think, um, that's, that's going back to your gut and your instincts and, 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 and you know, what's right for you and you know, when you need it and, and you know, when you might need to push yourself uh, and I'm in those moments a lot too, but I'm also in the, no, 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 no. I'm going to go order that rum and diet because that's what I do. And that's what I know I want. And that's <laughs> me happy right now. It is truly about knowing yourself and that's this journey, I think. So there you go. Yeah. Both are valuable, but both aren't everything. That's there right. you go. That that I, I love that Dune quote, and I think it it, it helps me when I'm stagnating. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is really great advice that that you need change because sometimes the sleeper must awaken, but also sometimes the sleeper needs a, a rum and diet coke and a nap, and that's fine too. <laughs> the sleeper needs to sleep. <laughs> the sleeper needs a nap. Uh, that is our look at comfort versus adventure. Ken, you want to take us home? I'd love to. Uh, we are on Twitter at Four Center Pod. We are on a Hive if you're still there. We're also on Threads. Will we get the blue sky? Uh, that might be Joseph's department. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, 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 we'll see. Uh, we're on Facebook at, as well at Force Center Podcast, Instagram, and YouTube as well, as Joseph said up top, for Patreon supporters, all levels this coming Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific, a special live uh, life-ranked episode taped in, in front of you and then released later to the public. So come interact with us. It'll be fun. Uh, you can go to our Patreon page for more there and uh, subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. Podcasts available in a lot of different spots. You might have your comfort spot like Apple Podcasts, but if you try tune in, I don't know, try that adventure. <laughs> Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. And you can support us as we set up top at patreon.com slash force center. Follow me at Suck. Uh, go to my website, KenAppsuck.com. It's not officially on there, but I will be in New York during the week of New York Comic Con performing shows with Mark Ellis uh, at the New York Comedy Club in East Village. Uh, and there's going to be a Seattle date uh, right around Christmas. I'll be spending my Christmas up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so that and more dates on the way soon. Uh, Jen, what can I find and follow you and get uh, more Monchichi and Cabbage Patch content? <laughs> That's right. You, I'm, you can see my vintage chronicles, as I'm calling it, on TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138 and all the other social media platforms at Jennifer Landa. Love that. Joseph, take us home. Yeah, you can find me on almost all the social media at Joseph Scrimshaw. In particular, come find me on Blue Sky. I am enjoying uh, that one. But uh, hey, with their weird invite code, it's still a little sleepy over there, in my opinion. So uh, come join the party on Blue Sky. Uh, I will hopefully have uh, more exact details soon about uh, when uh, the short film, The Nightmare Adorable, will be screening. But it is going to be playing at the HP Lovecraft Film Festival in the Pacific Northwest in Portland, Oregon, the weekend of October 6th through 8th. Uh, Also, uh, I I don't have any of the details yet, but it did get into another festival. So I'll get some uh, dates on that one soon as well. So that is it for me. That is it for Joseph. That is it for Jen. That is it for me. And hopefully all of you can go have some adventures today, but bring your comfortable pants. All right. We'll see you next time here on Other Center.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.